Welcome to Tales from the Road. My next guest is Nikki Stringfield. Nikki is an American heavy metal singer and guitar player, best known as the current guitar player for the Iron Maidens. We chatted about her EP Harmonies for the Haunted, touring with the Maidens, coming to India, gender stereotyping in metal music, her early years, and what her top five albums of all time are. This show is brought to you in association with Baba Prasad from DigiSound Studios. Great to see you. Good to see you too. It's late there, huh? Yeah, it is. It's um, it's about ten thirty in the night. Okay. Oof. Yeah. You're so you're getting ready. Yeah, I'm kind of used to it now because I do a lot of um, I do a fair number of interviews with people on the West Coast. So it's <laughs> it's Ooh, uh, yeah, that's that's a yeah. So I get you know I get requests at like 2 a.m. and 3 a.m. and stuff like that. So I just have to turn it down. Like, I need oh, to sleep. No. Yeah. yeah. But uh, tell me, how have, how have you been in the, the, with the pandemic and all of that? It's been a lot of um, downtime, right? Oh, almost a year of downtime now. It's, yeah. it's crazy. Um, making the most of it. Mm-hmm. Um, enjoying being at home with my animals since yeah. I never, you know, always on the road before. So my animals are very happy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm just trying to work on new music and, and stay as busy as possible. Yeah. You know, just. Yeah. You guys had I, a I tour, uh, you had a tour plan, right? With the maidens. Yes. We had so many shows planned. We were supposed to go to Australia. We yeah. had a big European tour. Yeah. Um, Australia got moved to this April, but I'm, I, I, I would be very surprised if, if that happens. happens. Yeah. 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 So many things just keep getting pushed and pushed. So hopefully eventually they stick and they finally happen. Yeah. You know, I think you guys, um, I've never watched you guys play live. All I've, I've only watched YouTube videos and, yeah. uh, you know, every time I'm at, I'm at a festival abroad, I do a lot of, uh, you know, I'm a photographer and a videographer and I work with a lot of bands around the world, uh, creating content. So every festival I'm at, I'm always looking to see if you guys are on the bill and I've, I've, you know, uh, I've never seen you guys. So, um, oh, I and you guys played India and I couldn't make it to that show. I just I happened to see it. Like it was really last minute, but, uh, we, we barely made it to that show with all the travel. Like, there were crazy fun. We literally got there in time to walk on the stage. It was one of the craziest travel stories ever, but yeah. it was so cool to there and it was the it was the i think the northeastern part of india getting there is a bit of a challenge and uh, yeah yeah and and interestingly <laughs> i didn't see anything about it on social media i didn't see any press about it um i was quite oh. surprised yeah so really um i hope we get to do it again um i think was that festival pretty new it was yeah. the orange festival orange festival and yeah we were really excited and you know love getting to go new places and unfortunately we didn't really get anything of india we got there in storming i think we we stayed in i'm gonna say this wrong kolkata calcutta correct and then i think our flights were grounded the next day into the festival so we were stuck there then the next day we finally got out i think on the only flight going there and so we drove straight there and then we could barely make it up the hill to the grounds because the rain, it was, so we didn't get to see anything. We were oh, really no. looking forward to day early and we heard how beautiful it was yeah. there. Literally played the show, got back in the van, drove straight back to the airport. Yeah. 
Oh no. It it's was, uh it's a stunning part of India. Really pretty uh, uh place. I, you know. I I saw the hopefully we can again and yeah. the people for the for the weather it was incredible. Everybody was still out there with their umbrellas yeah. and they didn't even care. They were just so excited for yeah. the music. Was it a good show though? It was. I mean the stage was was huge. Yeah. Uh we actually it was it was a crazy one. Our drummer Linda for some reason her visa her passport they there was something weird with it mm-hmm. so we didn't get to our drummer linda so we actually used a local oh, uh okay. a local wow. so we played with him before we hit the stage and we also had another sub guitar player for courtney so it was her first show with us i believe wow. maybe first or second and then we were playing with this great drummer but we had never played with him before so mm-hmm. it was an ad- <laughs> wow Yeah so hopefully you guys can come back to India and do a festival and do it nicely and um, I really hope so. Yeah that'll be nice. Um Nikki I want to start off by talking a little bit about the early days. How did you um how did you end up being a musician? I know you went to college and studied um, was it film and production is that what you studied? Yeah, it was radio, TV and film and radio, I minored TV. in business. And uh yeah, I just uh It was the closest thing I could get to music and I love movies and and radio so I radios and it so maybe I can hop over mm-hmm. to the mu- more music. But mm-hmm. Luckily that's what I did. Yeah. Um helped me Los Angeles and everything. Mhm. Mm-hmm. And you you've said Kurt Cobain was a big influence um is that right growing up? One of my biggest influences he um really got me into playing guitar into songwriting into singing. Mm-hmm. Um my whole style in high school was the the grunge thing. I was like the Nirvana grunge girl. Mm-hmm. Um without him I'm not sure if I would have really I I might have stayed more to shred guitar, but he really got me into more songwriting and Wow. And was Iron Maiden yeah. a big part of your growing up? It was actually. Mm-hmm. Um my dad played Iron Maiden songs sometimes in his band. Mhm. And uh heard both of my parents listening to Maiden. I think they had Wasted Years and Flight of Icarus on the computer. Yeah. So when I was big, I'd hear that. I had Killer's poster on the wall. I think there's still some videos of me playing guitar with like mm-hmm. the Killer's poster. At the I think I had the Killer's Vans and I think one of the first riffs I learned was 2 Minutes to Midnight. Oh, nice. So, yeah, I, I never thought I'd get to Yeah, up first. Are you a singer? Um That was probably my first passion when I was little. I was just mm-hmm. talking to my aunt and my grandmother and I forgot I used to sing all the time and and dance around. I I am not a dancer. I cannot dance to save my life. But I loved singing ever since I was really little. Me and my family always do karaoke together at home, mm-hmm. but nobody ever you're a good singer. So I would just sit in my room and play and sing for myself and then finally I was like You know, it's time to write a CD. I need to do some original music, but mm-hmm. I always hear the vocals and, and harmonies in my head. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I'm going to do it and see how it comes out and and finally give singing a shot. And mm-hmm. so that's kind of taken over and people people actually responded well to it. So I was yeah. really happy about it. Because I was watching um I I follow you on YouTube and I look I was watching the stuff you put up the uh, acoustic stuff. The singing is yeah. great. Your singing is fabulous. Thank you. I I'm so happy I finally just did it. You know, yeah. going full full. Yeah. So. No, the 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 stuff you put out on YouTube is fantastic. I've been I've been listening to it on loop. It's uh, really Thank nice. You. 
coming. We're trying to think outside of things. So Kirk Bain, um, Sinister Gates of Avenged Sevenfold, City of Evil, out when I was about 15 or 14, and getting to see new artists shredding up over an entire album was mm-hmm. so awesome to me. Like new music, new shred. Mm-hmm. Um, Dimebag Daryl from Pantera. Oh, yes. yeah. I grew up around Dallas, Texas. Um, of course, Dave Murray and Adrian Smith from Iron Maiden. Mm-hmm. Um, or Nielsen from Scar Symmetry. I'm into a wide variety of uh, of rock and metal. So, and of course, all the older, you know, Eddie Van Halen, mm-hmm. of course, slash mm-hmm. all the greats. Yeah. Marty you, Friedman. Uh, Marty Friedman, yeah. In fact, Marty Friedman, I think, played the Orange Festival as well, the year before you guys, I think. Or maybe it was the year after. I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah. I think. I think, I think there was some talk of doing it that year yeah, yeah. without yeah. Uh, time, actually. Yeah. So when yeah. I was talking to Nita, I was asking her if she would, uh, you know, play in India. And she was um, she was wondering if there would be an audience for a solo guitar player. So I was telling her that Marty had played, Steve Vai played India. I think there was... Oh, really? I think there was 60,000, 60 or 70,000 people that came out to watch wow. Steve Vai play in India. Really? Yeah, yeah. Sea of people. So it is, uh, wow. Oh, that's good to know. That's awesome. Yeah. It's a big, a lot big market for instrumental music. Awesome. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So tell me, uh, with your guitar, have you always played Schecter? Do you have your own signature line with Schecter? Yeah. I've played them since I was 14. Mm-hmm. I've always accompanied some of my favorite guitar players, played them. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I, when I moved out here to Los Angeles, they had seen YouTube, early YouTube stuff and I just started playing, you know, uh, playing them, playing more of their guitars. Mm-hmm. And they kind of gave me a job at the time to stay in Los Angeles. And that turned into getting, I'm on my second signature model now. Oh, nice. Wow. Yeah, I'm on the second. That was a total dream come true. Um, yeah. Been in love for a long time. So I'm still... I'm still in awe over it. So tell me, how involved are you in the in the design process itself? Um, they knew what body style I liked and mm-hmm. everything. So we kind of just, that was simple. They had created a kind of one-off guitar for me mm-hmm. prior to the like what I had before. Mm-hmm. Um, it, I picked the color. I designed the color. It's a brand new color. This is called Maiden Mist. It's like a purple burst. Yeah. Very pretty. So I pretty much got everything I wanted and the inlays are a little ridiculous but I, I went a little over the top but I was like I wanted it to be a not a not a feminine guitar but mm-hmm. I wanted it to be a little pretty but also something that guys want to play too yeah. so I'm kind of a tom you know I didn't want to discourage the guys from picking up the guitar <laughs> so I had a little metal you yeah. know so fabulous um I want to talk a little bit about the last the EP you put out Haunted Haunted Memories right yeah um, Harmony Har- yeah. Yeah. Um, who were the musicians that played on it, or was it just you that played everything? It. I did everything except for the drums. Mm-hmm. So I wrote it from the ground up. I did a rough programming of the drums to kind of build the songs. I played the bass, guitar, I did vocals. Um, my friend Jesse Bilson is an incredible producer. He mm-hmm. does stuff for TV, film, for other bands. So I got with him and he helped produce it and he did the drums for me. I was like, I'm not a drummer. Can you make, 
here's the ideas in my head. Can you make these sound mm-hmm. awesome and big, like a real yeah. drummer? Yeah. A real drummer. So he did that. And, you know, I would tell him, like, I have this. This is what I'm hearing in my head. Can you help me make it sound right vocally? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so that's kind of how it all came about. It was just us three. Nice. Yeah. And tell me, is that is that for you the first step in kind of carving an identity for yourself outside of the Iron Maidens? Yeah, it's it's been crazy because I've, I've played in several other bands before. But of course, you know, with the Maidens, everybody kind of identifies you with that because mm-hmm. that's my um mm-hmm. now it's it's been really great because people have been thinking of me as a vocalist and and actually getting to hear my own music mm-hmm. and i love playing maiden but to be able to get my own stuff and my own self out there has mm-hmm. been and i'm really trying to do more of that mm-hmm. move forward or as a solo artist as well mm-hmm. Tell me a little bit about the uh, the songwriting process on the album. How do you how do you write? Do you write alone? Do you have somebody else who writes with you? Uh, for that particular album, it was all on my own. Uh, it was written probably over the time of a year because mm-hmm. it was taking so. Much. I started uh, the song "When the Devil Comes Down" was all written on a on a plane, waiting to take off. Mm-hmm. I just poured the words out of my head and I got home. I was like, I need to put this. I figure this out on guitar right now. Mm-hmm. So each. Kind of been different um straight through the heart i kind of heard the guitar harmonies first some um, some of the little guitar riffs and then i wrote the vocals around that mm-hmm. it's kind of a different song uh, it's either usually it's a chorus in in a vocal hook in my head mm-hmm. and then the rest of the song on that but i'm writing um right now my full length and i want to bring in some more of my friends on this one mm-hmm. to maybe guest solos or or anything actually uh, one of my bonus songs divine intervention that didn't make it on that album we wrote it at the end and i actually co-wrote that one with patrick i told him i have this idea in my head mm-hmm. here have the the lyrics to the chorus and i cannot think of where to go so he helped me kind of we figured that one out together so that one was actually both of patrick and i together nice. but i'd like to collaborate more on this next one i wanted to be like this is me this mm-hmm. is this is me. exactly me it's all me here it is, and now I think I've gotten that point across, and I can move forward and, and bring in some more other. Do you yeah. have? Uh, is the album coming out anytime soon? Uh, will it come out this year? You think? I'm hoping for several songs now, and I'm planning on really starting to be busy with it. Just yeah, really focusing on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, hopefully yeah. things will open up. I think with the maidens, you have a bunch of tours. You have a bunch of dates that you guys put out, right? Let's take a break and introduce you to our sponsor. Tales from the Road is brought to you in association with Baba Prasad and DigiSound Studio, Chennai. Baba is a WAVE certified sound engineer and he also runs the DigiSound Academy, the only institute in India for WAVE certification. DigiSound Studio has also been recognized by NPR Radio New York for outstanding production quality. Welcome back. Yeah, we... In the summer, I think. Uh-huh. We're supposed to be doing the East Coast, um, Australia in April, which I'm not I'm not sure how that's supposed to happen. But I think September we're, is starting to fill up pretty well. And I think we have some other shows that are announcing. So I mm-hmm. really hope those stick. Yeah. But interestingly, I think Australia might happen, actually, because um, I think, uh, you know, they, they don't have too many cases of COVID now. Yeah. Um, yeah. I've 
the only thing i are we still quarantining do they still make you do the two-week quarantine before yeah you i think they do because yeah. um you know i think our national our cricket team went to um australia and i think they had to do a seven day i think it was a seven day quarantine um, oh, okay so that's bad yeah and I, I and i think it varies depending on the city or which which city in australia you go to um i think five i think okay. it's five mm-hmm. all pretty major cities mm-hmm. brisbane and sydney i sydney, think yeah, uh, yeah. and uh, yeah we played there once we played okay. new zealand australia and that was so that was so awesome new zealand and australia were kind of my bucket list places to go uh-huh. and we you know when we're touring we don't get to see much but we we try as much as possible mm-hmm. we did it was good people were happy we finally came there what, what else so. do you do outside of music what, what do you do when you go to these places when we go to those places we just try to explore as much as possible mm-hmm. like um i think in australia we went to our tour manager took us to uh, a koala sanctuary so we mm-hmm. got to see the kangaroo mm-hmm. koalas and and a big ACDC fan too. So oh, our yeah. tour manager was him and he took us to see Bon Scott's grave and everything. Nice. So we really, really try to see it as possible. In Europe, we're constantly getting up early, going yeah. to see the city. Yeah. Yeah. We, we have it. So my, one of my other passions is traveling and seeing everything. Mm-hmm. Luckily with that, with comes mm-hmm. along with that. How did you, um, how did you join the band? I just moved out to LA. I didn't know anybody and I went to the NAMM show mm-hmm. and I met some guys in a band that I joined later called Before the Morning mm-hmm. and they were good with Nita and Courtney, the guitar player yeah. who's playing the shows because they both had their own thing going on. So they had a, I guess a show that they needed somebody to play and they're like, you want to come fill in for this show? And it was here in California. I was like, sure, I love Megan. Let's do it. And I just thought it would be a one-time thing or mm-hmm. a couple of times. Mm-hmm. that turned into full time so it's been what really six, six years now seven years now yeah i started my first show was um april 2012 with mm-hmm. them wow so i've been playing ooh, almost nine years now yeah. playing with them but tell me yeah. do you uh, do you ever find it limiting do you ever or do you ever feel like you'd like to play other artists songs or has it yeah, you know, luckily, I love the music. Uh, when I first started playing with them, I think it was Kirsten asked, do you like Iron Maiden? It's mm-hmm. like, I can imagine playing a, a bands, uh, an hour and a half of a band's music, sometimes, yeah. you know, five in a row, yeah. if I didn't like it, I would mm-hmm. love it. Um, so with them, it's just, it's fun and I love it. And luckily, I have another outlet to do a lot of other songs, mm-hmm. you know, with other other things. So with the Maidens, it's I love doing. Sports. Yeah. What is your yeah. um, What is your favorite Iron Maiden track to play? I mean, you obviously studied it, Dave's style very closely and things like that, right? What is your yeah. favorite track to play? It changes along with what we're playing on the road. Like if we're playing the same, you know, we'll play sets and we do change it up. Like mm-hmm. if we go to a a city the second or third time it's it's a different different set of songs Mm -hmm. um probably one of my favorites would be power slave Mm -hmm. i love power slave i get to play the two two of the dave murray solos in that song and i they're you know they're kind of soulful they're very memorable i love that song is there a song that's challenging for you to play 
the Alexander the Great. The great yeah. But that one's that one's a, got a lot of parts. A yeah. lot of parts. Yeah. It's been so long since I've played them now. I'm trying to even remember. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'd say that one's probably one of the more difficult ones. Um, Somewhere in Time has a kind of strange timing in the solo. Mm-hmm. Off yeah, the top of my I, head. I, I, I don't even think Iron Maiden play Alexander the Great. I, I, I don't remember yeah. them ever playing it. I think there's Steve or, or Nico said that they played it once, but besides that, they've never. So I, I don't. I had been wanting to go for forever. I begged my dad, take me to see Maiden, and he do, but he didn't. So uh, I saw him on the Book of Souls tour the uh-huh. first time with all the girls, and then I saw them recently um, on the Legacy of the Beast tour. Yeah, yeah, I saw them that on that incredible. tour as well. I saw them twice on that tour in Germany and in um, France. Oh, I saw them twice. That was. Yeah, one of the best. I mean, I think it's amazing. So tell me, do you guys um, are your setlists based on what Maiden plays, or it's completely different to what Maiden plays? Um, we try to make it completely different. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, you, the the hits in there for almost every show. So you've mm-hmm. got the Trooper, Here's mm-hmm. Number of the Beast, mm-hmm. and uh, we we haven't played any of the newer songs like off of uh, Book of Souls. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of people have asked. That and I'm dying to play some of the songs off that. I love Red and the Black. Yeah. And uh, so if they're touring, we try to make sure we don't really play what they're playing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we any of the current stuff. Uh, so hopefully when they release the new one, we can finally throw in some some of the Book of Souls stuff. Yeah. 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 Have you had? We try uh, and give. Sorry, I didn't get that. Okay, we try and give a lot of the deep cuts that you won't hear. Yeah, I know. Yeah, we have Eddie. So we have like a cyborg Eddie that'll come yeah. out. We've got several monsters. We've got the devil. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, we, we have it on a much more miniature scale. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, um, you know, the uh, what about recording an album? Has are you guys recording an album at all? I think the last one came out about 10 years ago, right? Yeah, with a totally different lineup, I yeah. think. Uh, our bassist Linda and Wanda were the only ones on on that one. Mm-hmm. We already recorded it. We recorded it a while ago, and it's just still being mixed. Those mm-hmm. so pandemics kind of slowed things down. But yes, it's recorded. We're just waiting on the mixes. Mm-hmm. So we're ten songs. We're dying to get it out there yeah. finally. No, that'll be great. Yeah. Uh, you know, the other thing I wanted to touch upon briefly, you know, is the whole um, gender stereotyping thing in. Mm-hmm. hard rock and metal uh, has that been a stumbling block for you in your career i think it's it's helped and it has um it's helped and hurt it mm-hmm. at the same time mm-hmm. um, people see you and it's like oh it's a girl she must play acoustic she must be an acoustic you know singer whatever or she's a girlfriend of somebody in the band had that a million times with my started playing um the internet hadn't really broke out so much with YouTube. And so there wasn't as many uh, of the internet. You see, there's so many girls yeah. shredding on the yeah. every. I'm discovering male artists every day. That's just totally badass. Yeah. Uh, so it's hurt and it's helped. You know, mm-hmm. they'll go check you out. Sometimes if you are a girl, Oh, girl guitar, let me listen. Or they'll be like, I'm not listening to that. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you know, how enjoy it's going to go. Yeah. Really. But does it make you uh, does it make you try that much harder when you play and stuff like that? Absolutely. I'm in a 
I'm in a, especially this, the band that I'm in, another one now, Heaven Below, it's mm-hmm. a bunch of great guys that are totally badass. And I, the guitar player in the band before me was a total shredder, Lucas Canopa. I'm like, I have some big shoes to fill and I cannot be, get in there and be like, oh, they just got a girl. Mm-hmm. No, I have to really raise the bar be like i gotta sit down and practice and totally spread this so that people can't be like oh they just got her because it's a girl mm-hmm. you know it's my game to really yeah. impress people yeah yeah but tell me how I do like you sh- how, sorry i i go ahead oh it's okay i like to shock people and prove yeah. them wrong it, it was rough reading some of this stuff uh yeah. it, it, you know you've got to get it in your mind that you just have to kind of let it roll off your shoulder uh the the horror people will say just bad things just to say bad things mm-hmm. i see that on the internet no matter who you are uh i take criticism i just try to make myself better with it i try to better myself constantly and not let the bad comment yeah yeah uh, I, th- i think you should just get to a point where you don't where you don't read it um you know yeah exactly i if i see something i'll i'll usually just scroll past it cuz that can drive anybody crazy yeah yeah it's crazy yeah. Uh, you know most musicians i know have some kind of a um, a ritual of sorts before they go on stage do you have anything like that a, a you know a pre show routine kind of thing um, not really i don't really have any pre show ritual i just try and chill and mm-hmm. kind of get that space of go on stage just go kick some ass mm-hmm. just try and have fun with everybody mm-hmm. and tell I me do you just, um, you know how does one stay in shape musically in a sense do you play every day i guess it depends on what i have going on mm-hmm. I really touched an acoustic guitar mm-hmm. so now i'm getting a lot better on acoustic but now i have a show coming up with heaven below in a few weeks i'm like okay now i'm sitting down with the electric again mm-hmm. all day mm-hmm. so is for me on what's going on. Mhm. Um uh, tell me Nikki what what advice would you have for young women looking to enter the music industry because in India music is uh has become a career option now. Right? Uh, you really? Can, yeah, you can actually um, you can do music and and make a living out of it. So, you know, whether it's uh, whether it's independent music or whether it's film music, you can actually make a living out of it mm-hmm. and it is a career option. So, so what would you uh if you had to give someone a piece of advice what would you say i would say you just have to follow your heart if your heart is in it then mm-hmm. just go for it don't listen to what other people say you just got to believe in yourself mm-hmm. and that don't listen to the negative criticisms because it will come from every direction as long as you're following your heart i think that's what it's about mm-hmm. don't don't do it for yeah yeah do it for the right reasons and follow your heart yeah because uh, you know with the whole me too thing it, it all of it's quite predatory um yeah there's a lot of crazy things yeah this just, just got to be yeah there's a lot of stuff i there's all this stuff about marilyn manson in the media now and um yeah yeah a lot of it is quite crazy uh, how how do you how do you keep how do you stay in shape otherwise because you know the, the it can be quite grueling right being on the road so how do you manage to stay in shape oh yeah um try and just work out as much as possible really yeah. try to eat healthy you know coffee water I'll, mm-hmm. i do drink wine i do enjoy that but for the most part i try and be healthy and especially at home with this lockdown yeah there's a beautiful 
park that we go running at. Uh, I just walk there, take my dog. Yeah. Um, yeah. Trying to keep, and that helps keep me sane too, mm-hmm. working mm-hmm. out. Yeah, because yeah. I follow I follow Nita on on social media, and she's got the whole body shred thing going, and she's got yeah. these these meals that she gets delivered. And yeah, oh, I'm not that I'm not that strict. I I do you know I I've learned how to. I never really cooked before this lockdown uh-huh. because I was always I'm actually at home and I'm cooking and I'm enjoying. I'm actually enjoying that a lot. So yeah. with the town, you know, I'm from Texas where not everything is so healthy all the time. <laughs> one of those food fairs and just the stuff oh. everything it, it was incredible i i, I mean i, I couldn't Tried every- yeah yeah oh yeah it, it's too much i think i've i've played two or three fairs and it's i think i tried fried cheese or something yeah. like it was like a deep fried cheese on a stick or something yeah <laughs> like yeah. oh man yeah. I saw, I think they had a stall with, I think it was a double deep fried Mars bar or something like that. Yeah, the, the fried Oreos and yeah, yeah I've been to Texas Fair, which is where I'm from. And I've, I've heard about all the crazy things and yeah. I'll, I'll stay away from that. <laughs> it's crazy. Nikki, looking back at your career, are there things that you would have done differently? Ooh, other things I would have done differently. Um... I guess I would have, I probably would have started doing this original music sooner. Mm-hmm. I wish I would have done it. Um, I had been wanting to do it for a while. Um, yeah. Do you think you'll eventually get down to having your own band and touring? Is that what is on the anvil? Um, I would love to do that. I'd at least love to do some local shows. I've got so many awesome friends that are killer musicians, so... Mm-hmm. I think at least that for a couple of local Los Angeles, California shows. Mm-hmm. Um, but that would be, that would be my ultimate goal is actually getting to tour with my own music. Mm-hmm. That'll be nice. Hopefully. Yeah. 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 Um, last question, Nikki, before I let you go, uh, what are your top five albums of all time? Oh, that's a hard one. <laughs> Say, uh, Nirvana, never mind. Mm-hmm. Avenged Sevenfold, City of Evil, God, Iron Maiden's Power Slave, mm-hmm. Pantera, Vulgar Display of Power. Mm-hmm. Oh, what is number five? One album that really influenced me vocally was Evanescence Fallen. Or wow. That first, that really, that was one of my main vocal inspirations was Amy Lee. And mm-hmm. I listened to that album on repeat, I think I drove my friends crazy when that came out when I was, what, 13 or 12? Yeah. Her vocals are incredible on that album. Yeah. I would have thought Killers over Power Slave, but yeah. I do. I love Paul Diano, too. I love Killers. Yeah. It's You know what? Favorite Maiden albums do change over time, too, yeah, for yeah, me. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. I'm back right now, ah, now I'm yeah. more into this one. I think so. I think Paul Diano played in India. He might have played in India. I think. Uh, oh, I think yeah. He did. We we got in the UK. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That was incredible. Great, yeah. wonderful, Nikki. I'll let you go now. Thank you so much for doing this. Yeah, thank you so much for having. Me. Thank you for your awesome. time. I hope to see you in India. Me too. Hopefully, we'll be back Worth soon. Wonderful. All right. Take care. Thank you, Nikki. 
Bye. Thank you. Bye. That's it for this week's episode of Tales from the Road. Tales from the Road is brought to you by the Concert Photographer and Moving Pictures Media. Don't forget to join us next week for another episode. If you like what you heard, subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, Spotify or Google Play. Thank you for listening.